Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, here we go. Four o'clock hour. Getting ready for the uh, NBA playoffs to start back up here. The play-in. Last night, the Lakers get it done. They're in. Justin Watkins is in. Battleborn, uh, Battleborn Broadcast Studios. Adam Hill is here. Much to get into. Uh, obviously, the NHL is big in this room, in this town, especially with the kind of season DGK has had. Some of the biggest names on the team have been injured. One of the most important positions, if not the most important position, has been beat to hell. We've talked a lot about the job Bruce Cassidy has done, but man, they played some really good hockey down the stretch, and last night was impressive against a very surprising, I don't know how good they are. We've been debating this the last couple of days, but uh, against the Kraken, they kind of smashed them. Yeah, I thought it was a really complete game. Um, I, you know, they came out, jumped on them early. There's a quick answer. And then the second period was just a, a dominant period. Um, and I don't think the Kraken on the back end of a back, back to back, I don't I just don't think they had a lot of push in that third period because it, the game was already sort of out of hand. I think that we'll see much more of a push tomorrow in Seattle. Um, although I'll note Seattle has absolutely nothing to play for unless they're trying to pick their opponent. Um, if they would rather face Vegas in the first round, then they need to try to win the game. If they will are okay with potentially, uh, facing Colorado, which would be the likely um, opponent if it's not Vegas, then they would want to lose the game. But I doubt that anybody would rather face Colorado than Vegas right now. So I expect the Kraken to try to win that game, put their best foot forward, um, and try uh, to face uh, Vegas in the first even, round. Even worse, they, I mean, they, could get, they could get Edmonton if they win. If they win and Edmonton wins, then uh, in regulation, and Edmonton wins in regulation, or Edmonton wins in any way, then and Colorado wins out, then they would face Edmonton in the first round. That's right. Yeah. And I think I think out of those three, Colorado, Edmonton, and Vegas, I think Seattle would much rather face Vegas than the other two. And I'll say I listen to a lot of national radio on NHL uh, Network. They've, they are talking about all the contenders, all the different seating, and almost without fail, there's just a, a gloss over or, or even not a mentioning we're, of Vegas at all. Yeah, but we're we're really digging into the weeds. But like the issue is, you could try to beat Vegas and and end up playing them. Yep. But if you beat them and the Kings lose, then you end up playing Edmonton instead. No, no. Yes, if you beat them and the Oilers win in, in regulation or overtime and you beat Vegas in regulation, then you are likely to face Edmonton. Right. Unless that, Colorado wins out, then you're facing Colorado. But they could pass LA, I'm saying. Yeah. So that, the, oh, they, they could beat Vegas and then Edmonton Edmonton wins and then you end up playing. It yep. could be a mess. Yeah. So you, you'd risk really falling into a trap if you even if you do try to win. I think ideally, if both teams get a point, It'd be all right. Vegas would definitely be okay with it because they would clinch the division. Seattle would want one, but not two, but they could get a point. But it'd there's, be, there's one sure thing, basically, all but sure thing, and that is if Seattle loses and Colorado wins, they're going to face Colorado in the first round. Not what you yeah. want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. So it's just, it's, there's a lot of scenarios at play. It'd be very hard to – it's even hard to pick your opponent because a lot of other scenarios can happen outside of it. So I think 
you just go in and try to play well. That's what Riley Smith was talking about last night after the game uh, when I chatted with him a little bit. And just I was talking about, you know, how much better it is to be really having to play these games, like their playoff games, and be not taking your foot off the gas. Where a couple of years ago it was, hey, they had some guys clinched. They sent, they had a road trip where they just sent a bunch of rookies. Like, we're not even going to go on the trip. Like, this is better to be like, fighting for competitive spots going into the playoffs and really being sharp. You might want a day or two off. But in this case, you don't wait until at least Monday. So you're going to yeah. have some days off. You're going to get guys healthy. Um, I, I think it's a pretty good scenario for Vegas, but they have to get that point. They have to win the division, clinch home ice throughout at least the first, what, three rounds. So uh, I think that's what we want to do right now. Yep. Yeah, and as compared to the early part of the season in which home ice was not the place yeah, that Vegas wanted to be, they they have been almost unbeatable on home ice for the last two months. Yeah. Bruce Cassidy said last night three of their, three of their best performances of the year have been their, like their last three home games against really good teams. So – uh, they're pleased with where they are right now. Yeah. ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno, Cofield and Company, Steve Cofield, Adam Hill, Justin Watkins, our legal insider, voice of reason, former public servant, is here with us at the Battleborn Broadcast Studios. Uh, on the goalie situation, everyone we've talked former to. Former future? What are you doing the other day? Oh, what were you at the other day? No, no, I was in Carson City. What was that? <laughs> Monday? What was today, Wednesday? Yeah, it was Monday. Um, I was in Carson City. I was just presenting a bill. Okay. Yeah. Didn't get the itch? No, no. <laughs> okay. No. They were going to break some news here. No, no. Okay. You, if and if that were ever to happen, you can rest assured it would be broken on this show. Yes. I would be disappointed. I would, I feel like you would have to filter yourself. Not not that I felt like you filtered yourself during your two years, but no more office. <laughs> Just it's going to un, unbridled Justin Watkins is the best Justin Watkins. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny part about it is because I'm still involved in advocacy in Carson City, you get just as much filter today as you would if I were running, <laughs> you know? All right. Well, maybe less. You were a prospective restaurateur, which I want to get to restaurants yeah. and the problem that I think a lot of us are seeing that's coming up inside of 10 minutes. But to uh, switch over to what's going on in baseball. We had mentioned about a month ago, very uncertain situation with the regional sports networks, which yeah. it starts with baseball. And then we're going to be dealing with this with the Knights. And if there is an AT&T Sportsnet and the NBA as well. But in the immediate moment, Major League Baseball now, I guess, is getting more aggressive here. Because what, there are there three teams that haven't been paid by their regional sports network deals? The Guardians, the Twins, and the Diamondbacks. Headline front office sports, MLB files emergency motion could terminate RSN deals. What does that mean? Yeah, so... The Diamond Sports filed for bankruptcy, and when you file for bankruptcy, the trustees can take over and look at all of your assets and look at all of your liabilities, and they can basically shed liabilities but hold on, to some extent, some assets. That sounds odd in bankruptcy, but it, it's complicated when you're dealing with these corporate bankruptcies because the bankruptcy gives you the right but not the, the mandate to cancel contracts. So you can stop paying on certain contracts and continue paying on other contracts if you believe that the, those contracts are assets and valuable to the bankruptcy assets. So what they're doing here is, you know, they're continuing to pay the Padres because that, re, that oh, wow. RSN is helpful. Huh. It is a moneymaker for them. Clearly, the Guardians, the Twins, and the Diamondbacks are not moneymakers for them, and so they've chosen not to pay them. Now... That's all fine and good. They have done nothing wrong under the bankruptcy code. But now what though what Major League Baseball is coming in and saying is, hey, if 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 you're gonna cancel this contract, we want it canceled now or you pay. One of those two so that we can go get a partner 
who's going to pay on this. You don't get to continue to post the the games, which they are, receive the money and not pay it the, the contract. You don't get your the benefit of the contract without the cost. And so ultimately, I think Major League Baseball has done the right thing here. They're going to, I think, be successful either negotiating the canceling of the contract or the payment or partial payment thereof until the bankruptcy process moves forward. You know what I'm interested in? Well, there's a lot of things, but down the road, if this is a big lawsuit with, we'll, we'll keep the twins in there, but especially with the Guardians and the Diamondbacks, right? And there's a fight. Do we actually get to find out real baseball numbers? Like what these organizations are getting from baseball, what they're spending? Because this is all very secretive. Forbes somehow gets a, you know, some of the information and puts it out. Will that be, I don't even know what the right term is. Will that be discovered? Just, yeah, disclosed? No. The answer is no. The, the finances as to that deal right. will be made public, no doubt about it. Um, but the overall financial situation of the team on the receiving end, no. They are not, they didn't file bankruptcy. Their financial situation is not at risk here. It is simply the bargain for contract with the RSN. As you say that, it just made me think, what is the what is the bar for getting a case to discovery in terms of like, could we just sue to, just because we want to find out some information? Like we just want to know. We just want to get to discovery. That's it. So let's file a lawsuit just to get to that point. <laughs> well, the, the answer is that in order to get to discovery, the party has to answer your lawsuit. And then you guys have to hold a conference. But if your lawsuit is frivolous or there's not a legal basis or justification for the lawsuit, then then they will not answer. They we, will file we, a motion. Can we, can we brainstorm a case that gets to that level? We don't even we don't want to win anything. We just want it to get to the level where they have to disclose this information. So you could do what's called a deck, re, deck relief action, which is declaratory relief from the court that says you don't got to pay any money, but you have to do this that they're asking them to do. They have a right to see your financial information or to see this information, um, it's an accounting of your records. And here is why they're entitled to it. And the court will order it as a part of the can. Now that you say that. <laughs> is there someone I don't know what we're talking about yet Adam we're still in code here <laughs> and you didn't tell me off air so is there a fan group is there a fan group like in in with the A's or is there a you know, a, a an entity that deals with the A's that could get to that level of like hey we're we're trying to negotiate in good faith here like we're trying to figure out what this is but we don't know what your financials are to know how much we need to put in to build the stadium or why do we why are we paying this for the stadium for you? Like, let's just get to that level to find out what your actual we, information we is. We did go through this already with the Marlins, who completely yeah. built Miami on that stadium, claiming that they had losses and they were actually making money, but they still got $400 million plus. That, I think, is going to be where you want to contact your legislator and the governor's office and indicate that, you you know, we don't want to be boondoggled like Miami was, uh, that if there is a request for some form of tax preference – or preferential treatment that we want to know their financial situation in detail, which I'm just going to tell you right now would be a non-starter, right? <laughs> like they, they would say, forget it then. You might as well say, you might as well say you're not going to give us anything because we're not going to do that. Um, they're a private entity. They don't have to give away that information. Um, now, if there were in crafting any sort of legislation to bring them here, any oversight that allowed that, to say maybe a stadium authority or otherwise. Um, and 
Now you, you, you would know this better than I would. Maybe you have some public records requests that can be made to those entities in order to try to get that information. Um, but, I, but I would say at this point, very difficult. And, and from my perspective, as, as a fan, forget all of that. Like, I want to, I want us, if you're going to come and ask us for money, I want a spending floor. Don't come here and do what you've been doing for the entirety of your franchise and not spend and just pocket all of the revenue share and spend below that. That's garbage. Don't want you here if you're going to do that. And if you're going to sell these empty promises to the legislature in order to get that, let's put it in writing. Give me a spending floor as a percentage of what the revenue share is. So I know you're going to always spend above that revenue share to a certain percentage. Justin Watkins on ESPN Las Vegas. We got about a minute here. Uh, we forgot. Well, we never got to it because it actually happened. Well, when did the tree fall at Masters? At the Masters Thursday or Friday? Uh, Friday. 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 You know, we started asking on the show. We were like, "All right, who who can I sue? If I get hurt, who can I sue? Or is it one of those deals like on the ticket? Hey, you're on a golf course. Anything happens, we're not responsible." Oh no, yeah, you definitely got a lawsuit there, <laughs> and, and your, your lawsuit is going to be against Augusta National, um, and maybe against the promoters of the event, depending on. What, what you'd have to show is they're going to say, hey, man, that's an act of God. I, we can't we don't know when trees are going to fall down, to which I said, here's the weather report for Friday that shows wind gusts of 40 miles an hour. Justin, even more. There was a story like two years ago that like, hey, these trees are dying. Yeah. Well, like, somebody oh, really? wrote a news story like these trees are dying. So you got trees are dying. Yeah. We know what the weather report is. Your whole job is to know the weather in order to do this. You absolutely got to suit. Battleborn Injury Alerts. Give them a call at 766-1400 anywhere in the state of Nevada in the north, 775 Around Vegas, 702. Justin Watkins will continue with us as we will get to that restaurant tour question. That's a clue right there that there could be a debate coming. There could be a debate on the way. Adam Hill is here. Battleborn Broadcast Center, Justin Watkins. As well, 766-1400 is the call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Phone number, ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas with Cofield and Company. So first of all, I want to get your opinion, both of you guys. Adam's very easy on restaurant experiences. Like he's not going to gripe in person a bunch, but, and I, and I try to be patient because I understand like these are not easy jobs and there's a lot of us, the customers who are giant pain in the asses. Right. But I do have to say, since we've come out of COVID, a lot of the servers aren't as good as they used to be as attentive. I don't think food quality is great at a lot of places. So I don't know what's happened on that front. We're paying more now. And then I feel responsible at the end of the meal to pay even more because now, you know, we're getting wind that certain, you know, good servers just aren't coming back. People aren't getting paid. It's just a weird deal here. And I found, guess where? On TikTok, a video of someone explaining what goes on with servers and how they have to tip. But before we get to all that, about the same as it was before COVID, is it worse? I, I hate to dis- I hate to agree with you on this one. I don't want to become a man shaking his fist at the clouds, but I think that there has been a tangible difference in I'll say the pride of customer service, mm-hmm. not just restaurants, like hotels, a- any customer service industry that like there is not the pride in being good at customer service that there used to be. It's more like you have to deal with me and I have to deal with you. And this is just a job. So 
let's get on with it versus making it a pleasant experience. How old are you two? I know. This is ridiculous. I know. Yeah, well, you, I, you, I guess you, I'm just old enough to remember the good old days, you demand, like five years ago. You demand no quality, but that's the thing. You demand no quality. You don't care if the food we is were, correctly. We were out. You don't care if it's hot. We were out the other night. And you're, the, you're, you apologize for coming in and spending your money like you're being a nuisance. I know the way you are. We were out the other night, and a server brought a dish that nobody had ordered, and I was like, yeah, I'll just take it. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to have to take this back. And like, that's, that's fine. That's fine, but like, it's, you know. Something how, I absolutely did not right, want to eat. I understand. Like, I get it. But how is that person acting? You know, are they like, well, tough, take it. Or were they being nice about it? Like, like, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I I just have noticed, I think, a lot of what Steve has noticed in that I won't say outright rude, but like an indifference as to whether or not they're providing quality customer service. I I just, I don't, I guess I just don't even notice or pay attention. Yes, you do. Not really. You stay stay in enough hotels that you're telling me you haven't noticed that when you go to the check-in at the hotel, that how they react to you today is not different than what it was five years ago? Come on. Marriott Platinum. They're awesome. He's the the, (laughs) the king on the road. He's built up his his immunity (laughs) to this. I will. No, I'll say that though. Before I, when I first started traveling and I was just somebody, whatever. Uh, it was like, all right, here, take your room, whatever. And then when it got status, it was like, oh, sir, well, thank you so much for coming out here. Like, there is that for sure that you noticed. What about I, the one that I've I've really noticed in the again again the customer service industry is rental cars. You had now, thankfully, what are you? Aren't you just showing up and getting yeah, the car? Yeah, that Come that, on, that does happen. Now. Prefer that does what are you happen. Doing? Yes, I am. I am. I but there was a time period there where the you know the availability of cars wasn't so great that you had to go off of the companies that you had status with yeah. and just get a car. Yeah. And that, that experience was terrible. <laughs> I am uh, to see point. I'm just very easy going about it. like, all right, cool. I'll just take it. Whatever. That's fine. Like anywhere. So I don't, I guess I don't notice it in that regard, but I, I haven't seen a change. Like, I think it was always like the same way. I think you guys are, you guys are just romanticizing pre when we were home for a year and a half. No, I'm not, think- I'm not, trust me. I'm not romanticizing it. And like I said, I feel now I feel more responsible to pay, you know, more, uh, even though food quality might be down and service might be down because we were finding out more and more about what restaurants actually pay and how they treat the servers. Listen to this from a former server on TikTok. This person pays out 4% to their food runner and 1% to their bar. So they pay out a total of 5% of sales as a tip out. $100 of tip out would mean that she did $2,000 in sales today. Okay. So the setup here is someone at a restaurant had $177 in tips. They had to pay out 100 to the rest of the staff, share it with them. They took home 77 But it starts with the fact that a lot of people at the restaurant don't make money. So the way to make it up is to take from other and other employees. And obviously, if we don't contribute in the tips, then all of them get screwed. So let me let me play part two here because she mentions what they actually get paid hourly. If she had made 20% tips on all of her checks, she would have made $400 on that $2,000 in sales. Today, she averaged a tip of 9%. Regardless of that fact, 5% of her sales is owed to her bartender and her food runner because both of them get paid $2.13 per hour, just like her. Okay, I know this is not something new, but when, because there's also a group of people out there who are like, no one wants to work. Okay, look at the system we've set up here. Mm-hmm. Like we pay for the food and then we're paying the server too. We're paying for food and paying to be served. 
Like, I thought that was part of the deal at restaurants. Wait a minute. Where's the restaurant end of this? <laughs> Sometimes we're paying and paying tip for not being served, not being seated, not being anything. Like, that. I, I'm starting to get a little... <laughs> Man, I'm becoming old, man, right in front of your eyes. You watch it happen. But this is sad. It is sad. This is sad to watch. It is sad. No, it's, it's, but, it's sad that you basically demand nothing for your money. That's you correct. expect that's nothing. True. That's but, true. But every, Filthy rich. every place I go now and I use my card, I got to go through the tip procedure. Every place. Every place, yep. But then you can't. The thing is, can you really get mad? And, and it's not that that part is not necessarily set up by the actual employee, but then you're getting mad at the employee. Like it's their policy. No, on the I'm tip mad rate. at the employer. I'm mad at the. I'm mad, okay, mad at good. the place. They set it up. They do it, and they're taking. Yep. You know. But we've already talked about service. Like around I, Vegas, it's I have, ridiculous. I have service one that fees. I, I use an app to pre-order every time. Yeah. And I have a tip built in every single time. Yeah. And they still ask uh, for another one on top of it. Like it's like, hey, yeah. do you want to add? Like, no, I have it set up. Yeah. Like it's it's it tips you twenty five percent every single time. We're not going to add to that. I have some of my favorite places that I go for lunch that are, you know, lunch isn't cheap anymore, no. you know, so it'll be just my meal be like 19 or $20 and on the available like presets, it's like a $7 tip for counter order, right? Like I'm, I'm at the counter. It's the 30% preset. And I'm like, I $7, man. I I'm sorry. I like, can't participate in this anymore. You know, this is getting, we are getting really complainy. We're just a bunch of old old people crying about everything. But don't you think a $7 tip at a counter order place? Can you believe how much cable is these days? <laughs> no, nobody has cable. I don't know. I I think I think I think a 30% pre preset on their little iPad. That's crazy. Is a lot. For a count for a for counter, counter order, order. Yes, yeah. For sure. There's no question. I got to go fill up my own water. I got to go, you know. <laughs> Oh, you'll love this one. I went to a place the other day, this the okay. Mediterranean restaurant to go eat lunch. And I order and they're like, okay, do you want anything to drink? And I'm like, no, nah, I brought my water. And they're like, uh, actually, sir, you're not allowed to have that water in here. My own water bottle, like, <laughs> yeah. the, like the canteen, yeah, yeah. right? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, there's a sign right there. And I'm like, I can't bring my own water in here? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, how much is the bottle of water? Five bucks for the little. That's why you can't bring your own. I know that's their best. That's their yeah, best. I'm seller. like, well, okay, you got me this time, but I'm never coming back again. <laughs> Can't bring your own water. Did you go write a Yelp review about that? No. Okay. That that's the ultimate. Yeah. Like, please don't start doing. I'm that. not doing that. Well, okay. I thought about it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm get. I'm so close, man. Overnight, Adam, I just went from <laughs> being on your side to just buddying up with Steve. I'm just shaking my fist at the clouds. Steve is ninety. I know. In I must spirit. be like eighty five. Yes. How about <laughs> how about the legal issue of two thirteen an hour? Oh well, I mean that's a constant debate that goes on in the state, right? Can you pay below minimum wage on tip industry? And the answer has been here: yes, you can. Um, and so the minimum wage is set. I I think in Nevada, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like around four bucks for tipped employees, um, and you know. To to the the other side of that story, they get a massive break on taxes on on tipped employees. They get a set rate, which we know is nowhere close to the real rate. So how how do we how do we govern like tipped employees isn't all created equal, right? Right. So like if they're if if there's like a tip jar, can you be like, hey, you tip? No, sometimes? no, no. There's a definition in there. The, okay. they're, they're pretty 
culinary has worked really hard to ensure that 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 language in there is like restaurants, wait service. It has to be where the prime where your tips exceed you know a certain percentage of your income, et cetera, et cetera. And don't allow Adam to misrepresent me because I don't <laughs> I don't complain at the restaurant. I just think about it afterwards sometimes, especially on the food quality. That man, that wasn't that good. Yeah, and like prices are going up. I'm not getting what I used to get, and then I I do feel. I feel horrendous guilt of leaving places, even like a walk-up counter, when I'm like, I'm only gonna, I'm only gonna leave eighteen yeah. percent, and that 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 shouldn't happen. Yeah, I like, believe me as a couple, especially because the SO works in the service industry. Um, she tips. Oh, we might. Like, yeah, it's you know. Like, I, to, I, to, I know to, to Adam's point about the twenty-five percent thing. I look down. I'm like, well, you give what you want. I guess. Whatever. I, I know. I know it was a Seinfeld episode, but I know not everybody's also seen it. Like, if it's a jar, I freak out. Like, yeah. I, I I'm like, hey, I'm. I'm putting money in. I'm putting oh, I, money oh, in. I do the exact opposite. <laughs> really? I throw it right in. I, when they're not I used looking. to, but I think I think they. Yeah, but what if you don't get credit, judging. Adam? It's not, about, it's not about terrible. credit. It's not about credit. It is it's, absolutely you know, about credit. It's about no. not not getting credit. Okay. That's it's right. it's the opposite of that. Of like, hey, look, I am I always tip every single time. Just know that. Rolling on, Cofield and Company. Justin Watkins will stick with us. He's our legal insider. On the way back, we're going to get to uh, what is cooking in Tennessee with the uh, expelling of. Some representatives and also another fire fest. Offices in uh, Reno and Henderson and Las Vegas. Justin Watkins is here with Adam and Cofield. So did you see that the uh, two of the three, Tennessee three, that had been expelled are basically back in yeah. the House of Representatives? Uh, now the spotlight has been shined on a... I don't. I don't even know the allegations on the whole child molestation thing. It was kind of a weird way it came out. Um, and actually, it was it Pearson who mentioned that uh, in his speech, saying this is outrageous. You, you know, you passed on um, expulsion for that guy. And then the spotlight is now on the House Speaker Cameron Sexton about how he claims where he lives and what kind of money he's getting in terms of per diem. And it, maybe there's fraudulent numbers up to like fifty or sixty thousand dollars. What's going on here? Is that does that matter? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it matters. I, I think it matters more for what's going to happen to these two representatives now that they're both their local communities reappointed them back to the position that they had, because when they were expelled, it goes back to their local boards to appoint a replacement until there's a special election. In both instances, they reappointed the person who had been specifically been expelled. And now, you know, I think that the the speaker of the Tennessee legislature, I think if he were to look back on this, he probably wouldn't have done it um, because I think he was underestimating the national outcry that was going to result from him doing this. And as a result, everybody's looking into his stuff and saying, well, let's see what you've got going on with you. And the allegation basically is, hey, you're claiming a home in the district that you represent that you don't live in, that you actually live in Nashville. You have your kids in school in Nashville. Your wife stays in Nashville. Um, and that's not your district. Your district back home, you sold your house. You have a condo there that you come to every couple weekends or so. And so you, we don't even think you should be in that position. Now, <clears throat> I have seen that the, the other side of that argument, which is that Tennessee laws are just incredibly bad about this, which says you're fine if you don't live there all the time. Um, and if you uh, take up residence for some period of time elsewhere 
for convenience of your service in a government job. So his argument would be, I'm in the legislature. It's housed in Nashville. I have to be in Nashville all the time. And so it's better for me and my family if I bring my kids and my kids go to school there. And so it's better for me to have a house here and actually downsize in my home district. You know, as How many a, days were in session in Nevada for you? 120 days. I thought I read Tennessee was like 65. Right. But it's a yearly legislature, which is different. He's the speaker, okay. which means he's year round. You know, I mean, right. he's year round. I brought my family up with me to Carson City when I served. I put them in school in Carson City while I served. My wife, you know, worked remotely out of the house before it was a thing while I served. So I have some understanding about that component. Uh, but I also did not sell my house. We did not live there. We did go home and, uh, you know, during the weekends and when the 120 days were over, we were back in Vegas. So it's a, it's a little bit different, but the laws in Nevada are much more strict about this than apparently the laws in Tennessee. But the bottom line is, does it all matter? Yeah, it matters because now the speaker's feeling some heat and he's probably not going to add any more fuel to the fire that he created at this point. Stick around for five more. Yep. I got a couple stories I want to get to. Giveaway time. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 7. Fights on Friday. Theater at Virgin. PFL is in town. That's MMAAXS.com is where you can get your tickets for information on the card. PFLMMA.com. Call Ari right now. You get a pair of tickets to PFL, Professional Fighters League, MMA going down at Virgin inside the theater. This hour is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, offices in Reno and Henderson and Las Vegas. You can call from anywhere in the state, 766-1400 in the north, 775 in this area, 702. On the way back, we will get to Firefest. I cannot believe there could be a Firefest too. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider, Justin Watkins, to lay down the law. Only on Cofield and Company. We all watched the documentary. There was one, right? Or were there multiple? One documentary on Firefest? No, there's yeah. two. There was two. Okay. I can't, two, I can't uh, remember. I think there's these. a Hulu and a Netflix. Wasn't the uh, Murdoch's had, uh, that case had two, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we all remember what happened at Firefest. Uh, that should be life in jail. That was ridiculous. <laughs> what was the guy's name? Billy McFarland. Okay. Billy. So what's he doing in prison? Has he rehabbed? He's out. What? He's out. How long was he in for? Uh, a couple of years. Okay. You want to recap what happened and what kind of ripoff it was and what the whole setup was? It was basically just a fake concert festival of, of an island, a private island where you're going to go and have the greatest experience of all time with the greatest acts of all time, the best food accommodations. And it was none of that. It was basically tents with cots and really disgusting looking like cheese sandwiches that looked off. A cheese sandwich in general is awful. These looked terrible. It was a complete and total ripoff is what it was. Essentially, it was a scam, and uh, Billy McFarland is a crumb of a person, and a lot of other people got let off because they were promoting it who probably should have been prosecuted too, I think. Not, maybe not from a pure legal perspective, but there was definitely enough anger at these people. I know, but when I watched the documentary, I was kind of like 
happy to see the misery of some of the people I know. who win. I agree. You know? There's a lot of people you're like, yeah, you deserve to get ripped yeah. off. Why do, you, why do you say that? Tell people who who was going to the spoiled thing. rich yeah, kids, spoiled, spoiled rich, rich white New England kids, basically. Yeah. And they're the getting people like, right on their cell phone. Like, there's nobody here to pick us up. There's, I mean, I'm in a tent. I loved it. I like those people I, that needed to live in a tent for a couple of days and eat cheese sandwiches were the ones that got ripped off. But at the same time, you're still a, a crumb of a person. Yeah, right. I, I don't think he was. I don't think he had the intentions of. I'm going to show these little brat kids like, no. the, the, the wrongs of their ways. Well, and I actually don't think he was intending to start the whole thing to be a sham. It just kind of turned do. into the sham. He was just a he, con artist. Yeah. Like he, then he came out. He was at, while he was on bail. He was like selling fake concert tickets. <laughs> he's just a creep. He's just got the hustle in him, man. Yeah, yeah the hustle. So now that he's out, he he does he he wants to do it the right way. He wants to make it right. There's gonna. The, Someone's gonna be part of doing a fire fest too. Fire fest too, really? He's promising it. Let's go. Is there is there any is there anything under the law that says, look, everyone is aware of what happened the first time. If you get scammed this time, that's on you. Is that a legal precedent at all? It's called caveat emptor. Fire beware. Yeah, yeah. So like, if if he does scam these people again, is he immune from that? (laughs) <laughs> he's not immune from fraud if he can't defraud people but he, everyone he, needs to know right so he could say you knew <laughs> yes. I, I can't defraud you when you know i'm a fraud right we're all part of this together yeah. i think that's what he's gonna do yeah maybe but that doesn't hold up legally it could yeah okay. i mean if, if if he could show that everybody was aware or everybody should have been aware is that just civil or is that also criminal right no it could be criminal too okay. right because the crypt in order to defraud somebody, you have to represent to them that they're going to get something that they think they're going to get. But his argument would be, you knew you weren't going to get that. You knew what I said you was a lie. You saw the documentary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there was that documentary you had 380 million views. There's only 325 people right. in the country. Come on now. Could you go through the person's like Netflix queue and be like, you watched it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I saw you watched it. You should have known. What are you doing? That would be great. He yeah. tweeted out uh, March 23rd. I owe people $26 million. That was part of the charges the first time around six years in prison. Here's how I'm going to pay it back. I spend half my time filming TV shows. The other half, I focus on what I'm really, really good at. You're not what, promoting people. You're not, you're not, you're not good at it. And it, it. You never put it on. It was, a, what is he good at? No, he was good at promoting it. Yeah, he's a good promoter. Yeah, he's a good promoter. So he has to make $26 million promoting stuff. Yeah. Is Ja Rule going to be part of this one too? Was, was he a disaster <laughs> last time in this? How I, much culpability did the artist have in that? The last oh, time? Uh, I don't know. I think they got off a little bit easy to, from my perspective of, of that documentary. I, I thought that they had some liability to it. What do you think? I would think so. Yeah. But I mean. They had some, some pretty good indicators that things weren't going to be okay and they continued to push it out in the case of like a kendall jenner who i think she just did like the she was like hey did an instagram post of coming to Firefest." maybe not maybe she doesn't yeah. know she just took money and yeah her manager or whatever her mom momager said just do this yeah. it's ten thousand dollars do one instagram post fine yeah. like i don't necessarily think they're responsible I for agree. looking at every single thing that they promote yeah maybe they are no you can't look but, at it. you would there's no way you would be able to, to know but like the artists who were yeah. kind of on board for all the way to the end and knew this was going terribly yeah at some point should have been like no like you should yeah. put a, put out an instagram post be like don't do this yeah don't buy these tickets don't get on the plane yep i'm with you justin Watkins, adam hill steve cofield 
ESPN, Las Vegas, ESPN, Reno. We got to close on this one. Again, I guess this is going to sound like me shaking the fist of the sun over money, but um, I want some value for you know what I'm going to spend my money on. So we have a new carrier. DirecTV's finally out. We got a new carrier of the Sunday ticket. Um, the, the price structure, it's almost impossible to read, but if you don't have YouTube TV and you don't get it early, it's going to cost you upwards of $500 for the season. What do you think of the value on that? I, I was unaware. I'm just hearing this now. Um, $500 it was, what do you, for what, Sunday You ticket? said it was what? How much with DirecTV? Uh, three, three to four. Yeah, 395 okay. or something, 398. Yeah. It was like three if you're a regular subscriber, four if you didn't have DirecTV but wanted to purchase it like a la carte. Kind of same thing here, $100 yeah. off if you're a subscriber. Uh, you can buy it right now if you're a subscriber to YouTube TV for 249 Okay. Knock but, that out. But if you listen to a lot of people who had DirecTV and Sunday Ticket, they say they never paid for it. Well, they always, they that's always interesting. Got a I wonder what they would do because one of the big sales pitch of YouTube TV is that you can cancel any time yeah. and you know you can move on. So could I sign up now, buy for two fifty, and then cancel, and I still got my Sunday ticket? I don't think so. Yeah, maybe because then you'd have to watch it through there. I mean, I, I have to do this anyway, only because I'm on Fubo and they don't have TNT or TBS. And once we get past the first round of the playoffs in NHL, it's they're not going to be on AT&T Sportsnet. It's going to be on TNT sometimes. Yeah. So you have to find a way to you have to go to a bar. No, I just neither Fubo nor YouTube TV have contracts, so I just cancel Fubo, jump on YouTube TV. Huh. But then I lose and the podcast. And then when you're on YouTube TV, then you then I buy my two fifty. Buy your two, pay your two fifty. I yeah. like it. There's nothing legally so, wrong with what the NFL is doing here, right? No. They've actually opened it up to more people. It was troubling with Directv, but a lot of people are complaining that it's way too expensive, and they want the option of just having a one team package. I can watch my team wherever they are. If I'm a Las Vegan and I'm a fan of you know the Arizona Cardinals, and I almost never get them on national TV, I just want the Cardinals. Why can't I have that? I don't know. I want the opposite. There's way too many people would do it. Yeah. I think is the problem. Like I I think I think that's the issue. They spend so much for it. They don't why why not just price it if it's two forty nine for every team in football, it's one ninety nine for your team. Yeah, well, we but Who would do that. Here's the thing, though. We 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 know that 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 sort of structure fails. We're seeing it right now with the regional sports networks, right? They all paid to have these specific teams. And so people like me sign on to these packages that have that specific channel. But at the end of the day, when you all the cart it all the way through, they lose money. They don't make money. They only make money on bundling. And so if, yeah, if I could all cart my four favorite teams, would I do it? Heck yeah, I'd do it. But they would miss out on bundling me all these other channels. And I'd only pay $50 because the only thing I watch on TV is sports. Live TV anyway is sports. Um, you know, they, they would miss out on all the other revenue. I often wonder, do I even need a main carrier for TV? Could I get away with it and just do the NFL package for whatever whatever it's going to be, whatever the cheapest option is? Like, do I need Hulu or YouTube TV or Fubo? Do I need any of it? I feel like, like at times, I feel like I don't is watch that, it. Is that a legal like, I don't. No, I'm just <laughs> no, asking I'm an opinion. Yeah, As sports fans, like, we want the NFL. I told you yesterday, I spent so much money going out during the football season that 250 nothing. 250 is like... Yeah, I can. There are days I can spend two fifty on a Sunday. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, especially when you got to throw in all these mandatory tips that you're paying. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah. know? laughs> but always gonna come um, back to that. But but uh, but I I mean, I I literally have Fubo so that I can watch two things: yeah. hockey 
in the Padres. Do you just think that's that or it. you know that? Have you I really know that it? for a fact. There is no other live TV that I watch. None yeah. than that. And then I've got my Netflix. I've got my HBO. You know, I've got Disney Plus. So I've got all the ESPN stuff and ESPN Plus. So I'd literally only watch it for those purposes. I think I get so much of my news and sports in snippets. Yeah. From you know, from my phone and services, and I'm already paying for the you know a faster internet at home. That I think I I think I could get away without live TV. Oh, I'm 100 percent sure I will do that as soon as hockey season's over. Then I'm out. I I said I watch YouTube all the time. Not even YouTube TV. I have YouTube TV. I literally just watch YouTube videos. Oh my gosh, you sound. So we're, I'm getting becoming an 80 year old, and you're becoming an eight year old. That's what my 10 year old <laughs> does. Factual. And I, I, I trend the youngest on the show. <laughs> this whole show is TikTok prepped. When I want, I want some credit for that. I'm shaking fist at the sun guy with restaurants and service and quality credit. of food. I want credit. No, I, and I said it. I said it. I, said it too. I, I watch TikTok. I'm young. I said it a couple of years ago on the show that I'm around my like nephews that you know are six and seven years old and they just watch YouTube. I was like, how could you do that? No, that's all I do. And and like, you know, we talked earlier, like McAfee streams live on YouTube. I watch that when it's live. And then everything else is just videos. It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm worried. But about I still you. have. I'm a little bit worried about you. To your point, I only watch YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And I still have YouTube TV, yeah. Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, uh, Netflix, Hulu. Like, I have everything. I mean, you got to have ESPN Plus. Right? I have I mean, everything, yeah. though. I mean, that that I it gives me access to any little thing that I might be interested in at any given time. And jumping on and off of that would be a complete pain. Yeah. Yeah. That's factual. I was just. Paramount Plus. I, no. I have, I have everything. Oh. I got to watch soccer. Huh? I watched no, Paramount Plus, Plus last night. They've got a Yacht Rock uh, <laughs> miniseries, like three three 90-minute episodes or hour and 20-minute episodes. It was I tremendous. Saw that, I saw that. Oh, it's great. No, you want, stop it's it. great. You want worse? Yeah. Uh, I've been watching concerts in the metaverse. What is that? Bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Got, you got the – you have the – Yeah, the, I, play, I play pro era. Oculus? And I, and I, yeah, I play pro era and box every night. Pro era? Pro era is the night. NFL game, yeah. It's you, you're you in you're literally in the huddle. Then you call play, and then the receivers go out. They have coverages. Yeah. You got to read where the safety goes, make the throw. This was your connection with uh, Andrew Hawkins at yeah. the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, he designed tell the game. Tell the audience about that. Tell Justin about Andrew Hawkins. Yeah, Andrew Hawkins designed the game for an NFL player. He was on with us, and he's doing all these interviews, and people are like, what is this you're talking about? And I was like, oh, yeah, I play every day. Yeah. He's like, okay, finally somebody somebody's in it. Yeah, it's crazy. I've got I've got the Oculus. Dude, get get Pro it. Era. It's awesome. And know. and Throw the Fight is great too. Throw the Fight is cheap. It's a boxing game. You're in, you you're. In, I mean, it's crazy. But Pro Era is awesome. All right, it's very. I fun. don't know. I don't know if I got time for this stuff. But then you when you log in and it's like, oh, there's a live concert starting. I'm like, all right, we go check this out. What do you mean a live concert? Yeah, there's started. a concert. You just go watch. it. Are you paying for stuff in the metaverse? Tell me that right the now. Games like like a house in the metaverse. No, you I don't live like... in the metaverse. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a real estate that. in the metaverse no. that you're paying for. Are you making for? money in the metaverse? Yeah, not you go to restaurants and not care what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, NFTs will, so and stuff. Or if I if I could just live in there all day, I'll sit in the metaverse and do the show tomorrow. <laughs> we'll do that. No, save it for Wednesday. I want to see it. Okay. I'll bring it in. Bring it in. And then I've got it too. I don't even know how to get in the metaverse. And I've got the Oculus. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to Once get Once you it. put it on, you're in the metaverse. Yeah, I know, but there's no, like there's nothing going on. Dude, I'm just you... in a little lobby and I pick my game and that's it. Have you gone to play have you played at a poker table in there? No. Oh, it's wild. <laughs> it is wild. I'm sure the audience is sitting there right now and a lot of them are like me. I'm like, and I, four, I feel in, so in left. In four out. years, that's I, where they're all gonna be. I don't know what's happening. It's crazy. Can you, put, can you play poker in the metaverse with real money? Well, I don't think you're supposed to. 
What do you mean? Is there, can, is there a black market for transactions? You can like Venmo then. stuff around? Sure. <laughs> Justin, we appreciate it. Thank you. 766-1400 is the number for Battleborn. Injury lawyers call Matt or Justin, the helpful staff at Battleborn in Reno, office in Henderson and also Las Vegas. Again, anywhere in the state of Nevada, give them a call. 766-1400 in the north, 775 down here, 702. What's wrong? You said it backwards. Did I? Yeah. Oh, man. I blew it. Five o'clock hour on the way.